Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts, Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day, whether we know it or not. I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kay and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it. Welcome back, everybody. This is Trauma Drama. That is Nick, and I am Kaylee, and we have a really exciting, really long, really fun-filled episode packed for you today, so I'm eager to get started. Yeah, it's going to be good. On today's episode of Trauma Drama, we do have a longer episode because we're going to skip Thanksgiving's episode, so just one episode for you guys this week, and then we're going to be bringing into it. I think we're going to start our first season the following week, so super, super excited about that. We'll give you more um, on social media as it comes. But for this show, we're starting with our sweet and sours. We're going with our trauma or drama. And then our main topic today is managing crises in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to finish with deep cut and hard truth. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a really good one. You want to start? Yeah, sure. I'll start. So my sweet, uh, I already talked to you about it. That was the first thing you asked me was how's the game going? So... (laughs) There was a game when I know you know, probably all of our listeners don't play video games, so I'll make it quick. Um, there was a 20 year anniversary of a very, very popular game. And without telling us they were releasing a new game, they just dropped it on us and they made it free. So it's been taking over a lot of our lives, uh, mainly mine. Kaylee I was going to say, not my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's not affecting me actually at all. In my circles, we are dropping our responsibility. We're not showing up to work <laughs> and we are losing relationships. <laughs> Is your marriage uh, being affected by this? No, no. She's very supportive. Okay. (laughs) Very understanding of what you're managing. Okay. That's it. That's my sweet. I'm glad to hear that. Okay. My sweet is that I have the week off this week. I I didn't realize that I had the whole week off for fall break, which was really, really a treat. Yeah, that's really nice. I I thought I was only going to have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but... I have the whole week, so I've been able to catch up and do a, a lot of things. I've been able to make sleep. plans to get, yeah, make plans to get things done. No sleep for me. No ever. sleep. Yeah, true. Ugh, I wish. It would be so great if my little brain mm-hmm. made the choice, no, Kaylee, a week off doesn't mean that you have 100 hours to get 100 things done and you yeah. have some hours to rest. Yes. But instead, I'm like, whoa, I can get my hair done. I can go take uh. Millie somewhere. I can do this. I can do that. I can do 100 different things. And that's exactly what my brain did. So. Yeah, no, that's, thank you. That's my that's my sweet. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> my sour is for my student teaching the mm. the district I was placed <gasps> at. What the fuck? Everything okay? Millie just jumped up on the window seal. Oh my god! What the fuck, Millie? Didn't you just drug her? Yeah. Are you hallucinating? Jesus Christ! What the fuck? I think she saw a squirrel outside. I'm so sorry to interrupt. Okay, no, that's Whoa. okay. That just made me so hot. I thought she was yeah. going to go right through the window. Oh, my God. Yeah, she could, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Go on. Uh, sorry. Okay, no. Back to my sour. So, the school district I got placed at wanted to drug test me. So, I said, no, thanks. So, I'm back on the <gasps> waiting list for my student teaching. <laughs> I was like, what? what? It's uh, marijuana is legal in the state of California for medical use, and it's legal for some in some counties for recreational use. 
and you're gonna me? drug test me yeah so <laughs> i can't believe you just dropped that on me like that whoa so yeah. you, you literally said no thank you yeah i was like no um I'm going to need 30 days to get a clean test. Like I'm, you know, and they're like, um, what do you use it for? I was like, doctor, medical, whatever. And the, I was like, what if I get a doctor's note? And they're like, we'll ask our HR director. So they asked her and she's like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. Cheers. Dang. I was like. Cause like I'll, you'll fail. Yeah. I'll fail the drug test first of all. And I'm not going to stop smoking weed. Cause it's like, it's helped with my inflammation and like my knee so much. I don't, I wow. hardly have knee pain anymore. It's like, why would I mm. give that up? That's why I kind of. One of the reasons why I left the fire service and being a first yeah. responder was like I was taking too much Advil and Tylenol and fucking up my liver. So, whoa, no. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, 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 that's crazy. I can't even use like CBD wow, products. Nick. Yeah, I can't even just rub ointment on my sore muscle without popping that's, on a drug test. Right, that's impacting yeah. your livelihood. You can't. Yeah, do that. like I'm not a stoner. Like all day, I'm not just fucking high. I'm medicated all day, but there's a difference. <laughs> If you all that are listening didn't see the face I just gave Nick, it was a really, really deep face of like, oh, are, are you sure? high all day? It's okay if you are. That it's no, okay yeah. that you are. I vibe out. Yeah, don't tell me you're not high all day. Like <laughs> no, I'm medicated yeah. all day. It's different. <laughs> okay. Um. Wow. Well, I'm so sorry. That sucks. Yeah, it's okay. So now it wasn't. It was with Vista School District, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really. They didn't. I don't. Not wasn't trying to get an actual job there. So I would, I'm back on the waiting list for the two districts I want to get hired at. So. And do you know if they'll drug test you? They should not. So one of them is with Kayla's school district and they've never yeah. been drug tested. And another okay. one is for her friend's school district and he was never drug tested. So. Gotcha. This okay. is like That's the only good. weird one. That's crazy. I think they get like more federal aid or something. If yeah. They do yeah. That, yeah. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, my sour has to do with Millie, ironically enough, because of how she just behaved. Um, But I think I I told you all and I told our listeners about Millie being attacked by another dog a few weeks ago. Did you freak out? (laughs) What? What do you mean? I only remember a story with Millie where you freaked out and had to apologize to someone, but you didn't have to apologize. No, 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 no. I don't think you ever told us. Oh, God. Okay. Well, and I'll, I'll give you the cliff notes because it adds up to all these other things. But basically, mm-hmm. Millie got attacked by a dog a few weeks ago um, on campus, and the dog that attacked her was a service dog. Mm, interesting. Like, literally uh, an out, an out of, an I out of best make so service dog. Oh, my gosh. Okay. It, so, it was fucked up. all I can think of is Step Brothers. Have you ever seen that movie? Of course. The service dog who helps the blind guy is always just barking and yanking on his fucking leash. <laughs> it's like oh. it, it it truly felt like that. Like it, yeah. this this service animal, his name is Nemo, and he's the service animal of a student. And the student needs this animal to to monitor uh, her heart rate. So it's like a very like it's it's a hardworking like real dog. But when <laughs> this dog that when this dog is out of its like. Working working vest. Uh huh. It's a it's a piece of shit. Wow, basically. that's crazy. Like he's he's so, like he's very obedient, very responsive, very protective of his mom. I shouldn't say piece of shit. That's not nice. I don't mean that. I'm just frustrated <laughs> with the situation. But um, the Millie and this dog have played before. They've gotten along. Like all was well. But there was a situation where they like surprised each other uh-huh. and scared and scared each other and it turned into a fight oh, and wow. millie got a puncture wound on the under right underneath her eyeball on her nose uh-huh. and it was really scary it was really scary for me really sad 
But moral of my sour is that since that incident, she has become really aggressive. Really? Like her behavior has changed drastically. Um, She's gotten into two like snarling matches with two other dogs. She's began resource guarding with me. So like I tried to take a a bully stick away from her yesterday and she like snarled and like got in my face. Um, She is extremely like reactive and lungy and barky towards other dogs, but not towards other humans, which is, which is good. Um, She did resource guard the couch when Kayla was visiting, like Kayla was trying to sit down on the couch. Millie was on the couch and Millie was like, don't fucking sit on my couch. So it's been really hard with her lately. Um, And so we went to the vet um, and then we, we got, cause she also got so anxious after this incident that she's been vomiting and having diarrhea uh-huh. and like chewing, she's like chewing on her paws a lot. It's been really stressful and really hard. Um, so we went to the vet on Friday and I spent almost $400 Damn. at the vet to give her a full like gastrointestinal reset. We did probiotics and medication. Um, she also has some, what is it? Uh, Oh, no, she has I, – I misspoke earlier that her medication – her calming chews were tryptophan, not, not trazodone. Sh- okay. Trypt- tryptophan is what's in Turkey, and trazodone is, like, her, like, tranquilizer. Like, so if we are in, like, a really stressful situation or if we're in a car for, like, a really long time and she's really stressed out, I can give her some of, like, this medicine. So they just gave it to me to, like, have on deck gotcha. um, That's cool. for her. But I spent a bunch of money to get her, get her feeling right again. And then we went to a behavioral – consult this morning um and it was really difficult like she's gonna probably have to go to some like dog reactive classes we're gonna have to do some personal training and I just I'm feeling a little defeated because things were just starting to level out yeah. with her, and we were just starting to build a new bond um after her other parent is no longer in the picture so it's it's been it's been really, really hard, and I wanted to win, and, and then this happened, and it's just kind yeah, of it just fucked us up. Unfortunately, there was no like, like, base for Millie. Yeah. I feel like yeah, the the parenting she was getting, it was you know, it wasn't really parenting. Correct. It was like let me turn away, and she'll figure it yeah. out. And it's like, well, no, yeah. it's, she doesn't really even understand what to figure out yet. So exactly, yeah, you make some progress, but it's so easy for her to slip back. Yeah, so. and this and this situation, I mean, something that. The behavioralist talked about, which we've talked about before, is like she has been trigger stacking. Mm. And I really liked that term. And I thought, whoa, what a cool trauma term to like continue to use is like she's had one scary incident after another, after another, after another. And if her amygdala hasn't re-regulated since that incident, every single incident after that is going to be fight or flight. And yeah. I thought that was I thought that was so interesting. So that's really for cool. It's really like what was happening to me too. Like a yeah, week ago I so. know. Wow. And no, the behavioralist at the training center was like humans. Humans manage trigger stacking all the time. Of course, dogs do because they have a similar amygdala to us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that makes so much sense to me. Like, thank you for communicating that. Um, that's and cool. So, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I, I know Dixie like was would swallow her food when we first got her mm-hmm. and now she just grazes when she's hungry mm-hmm. right she's not in that like if i don't eat right now i'm not gonna eat so that's really cool i didn't know dogs like felt that same way that humans do yeah no i didn't either and so it's been a, it's gonna be a cool journey it's gonna be an expensive journey um but I, I have to figure out what i need to do as far as like holding that student or other dog accountable because i i'm really anxious to continue like living in this space knowing that those yeah. two dogs might you know might interact and so i don't know it's a whole thing but um that is my 
big sour. Damn. That's, I, I got <laughs> yeah. bit last night at work twice by a dog. It what? Was just funny oh that my your God. story was about that. Are yeah. you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. It was just Holy like, shit. I was like, ow. Like, he bit my kneecap, and I was like, what? And then it like, I backed up, and then I would, when I was walking to the table again, it lunged at me, and it didn't bite me a second time. It Whoa. lunged at me. And I was, I kind of like lifted up my fist, and after I did that, they held on to the dog because I told my manager, I was like, hey, dude, I just got, I told him I got bit twice. I was like, I got bit twice. If it does it again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit it. Like, I, you want to go tell him to leave or what? Like, oh, jeez. And he, he's That's like, no, so just scary. do whatever you got to do. I was like, cool, thanks. So, oh my uh, god, they they <laughs> they held it really close the next time, but damn, it's scary though, dude. You never know. No, absolutely. Like it, it dogs are dogs are scary. Like. I'm trying really hard not to be scared of Millie because of her aggression and like things that are yeah. changing in her behavior, but it's Did they it's hard. bring up anything about like maybe like her alphaness is mm-hmm. in a play with your alphaness at all or anything? They they didn't. They didn't bring that up. Um but, but it was just because it was a consultation. It was like a 45 minute like tell gotcha. me what's going on. So we didn't get to causality or or like next steps, but we got to like is she a candidate for growl school? <laughs> yeah, is she, gotcha. Is she a candidate for, you know, this, this, and this? They brought out this, like, stuffed animal dog. It was so cool. The trainer was like, your, this dog, your dog will not know that this is a stuffed dog until it sees its face. And I didn't realize that. And so this, like, giant stuffed dog comes out with, like, a leash on, and the trainer's, like, like pushing uh-huh. it along. And Millie was like, rawr, 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 like, got all in its face and stuff. And so um that was really interesting to see that wow. but uh yeah that was what we did so it was that's crazy cool. yeah well yeah. i hope you don't get too scared of them, or like you, you can you and Thank her can you. figure it out because maybe the alphaness could help you because mm-hmm. you know as long well, as you're the dominant one yeah, i feel like she, you'd be safe abs- no absolutely and she talked a lot about my anxiety but something that also reassured me that was really kind was that she said your dog has – oh, she asked me the question. In the fight with the other dog, did your dog injure the other dog? And I said, no, she didn't injure the other dog. And she said, that's great news because that means she doesn't want to hurt anybody. She doesn't want to mm. hurt you. Like if she wanted to bite you, she would bite you. If she wanted yeah. to bite another dog, she would bite another dog. Gotcha. Like she, dogs have incredible bite inhibition and like ability to regulate their teeth. So her giving me a little warning last night about taking her toy away – she could have bitten me if she wanted right. to, but she she's choosing not to, you know? So That's cool. That was really reassuring to be like, my dog's not, like, violent. My dog doesn't want to hurt me, but is scared out of her fucking mind. And the only thing she has control over is her teeth. Yeah, like, yeah, no, totally makes sense. It makes so much sense. Um, So, I like we'll it. wrap up. I want to be done talking about Millie because it stresses, <laughs> it stresses me out. But yeah. I have... I have more stressful things to talk to I you know, about. I know you do. The next topic or our next yes. segment, trauma or drama. I know you brought in yes. another story, so please share. It's crazy that my life is filled with trauma or drama stories. I know. I feel really like numb right now, so I just like don't yeah. have any. I just like <sighs> I'm so over everything. Right. I know. It's. I'm sorry to hear that, but I also like. I relate. That's. It's. It's yeah. really easy feeling to be like nope i'm actually just going to exist nothing yeah. will affect me all That's is it. well it's so nice um, though to feel like that <laughs> yeah wish i could but, float through life <laughs> right right so my trauma drama um one i think you'll be really interested in and i want to hear your not not quite like opinions but i'm interested to hear your perspective mm-hmm. um so my lovers are here for the weekend so zach and arion have been here since Friday, um, and we were planning to have, like, a really low-impact weekend of, like, not a lot of drinking, not a lot of going out and doing crazy stuff, yeah. but, like, 
let's go on the grass and do art or like let's yeah, like, nice. do tattoos or do something else, you know? Um, and so we did, we did like relaxing on Friday. Um, and then on Saturday we were getting ready cause it was Millie's birthday on Saturday. So oh happy yeah. Birthday. yeah. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Millie. Millie. Thank you. She says, uh, she's knocked out from her drugs. <laughs> so, um, we, we did that and we were going to go like to PetSmart to get her a toy and then go to the park and then mm-hmm. like walk and get a beer somewhere, you know, like have a fun, like really big outing of an afternoon. And so um, we're getting ready. We're doing all this stuff. I'm talking in the hallway with Zach. And then out of nowhere, Zach says, oh, my God, I am just got really dizzy. Like, I can't really, like, <coughs> see. I'm Like, I yeah. don't know what's going on. And then he just turns pale white. Oh, my God. He has to lean against the wall. He, like, sits down and he's like, Everything is spinning. I don't know what's going on. I don't feel good. And then so Aaron and I are running to try to get like, okay, maybe his sh- like blood sugar is low. I went and got yeah. him gummies. Like maybe he needs water. Like Arian made a liquid IV. Like we're like rushing to do all these things. He finally like makes his way to the bathroom, like crawling kind of on the floor because he's like so dizzy he can't even see what's uh-huh. going on. Um, and then is laying on the floor in the bathroom and then starts projectile vomiting Jesus. everywhere. Real. And all of a sudden, both of us are just like, what do we do? Like, what, yeah. what's, what is, what's going on? I'm trying to handle the dogs. I'm doing a, a little bit of, like, back and forth of trying to get what Zach needs. And then he is so out of it and so weak and so, like, dizzy. And he says, like, you need to call 911. Like, I, yeah. I've, never, I've never experienced this in my life. Random dizziness and vomiting out of nowhere. That's crazy. So... <laughs> The the part of the story that's, like, I think, like, obviously what's going to happen and continue to happen is, like, 100% trauma. However, the weirdest part was, like, I called Campus Safety to be, like, can, can anyone from Campus Safety come and, like, help? Like, do we have CCEMS that can come evaluate him and make a decision about transport before I call 911? Because that's not ideal. And yeah. Campus Safety, it was, like, officers that I knew that were on call on Campus Safety. And I was, like, hey, Carol, it's Kaylee. I need your help. <laughs> and so they they sent an officer over. Um, and then they say, like, no, we don't have CCEMS. He's still vomiting. He's still, like, not in a good space at all. And so then we made the decision to call 911. So wow. um, EMS comes, and in the middle of this whole entire thing, American Furniture Warehouse is calling me saying that they're delivering my backordered couch. <laughs> so oh, I am, like, trying to coordinate with American Furniture Warehouse whilst uh, a gurney is literally coming into the apartment. Yeah. And I was like, Kevin, the campus safety officer, I need you to manage the couch. That is what I'm, I'm, I'm delegating you to be the American Furniture Warehouse human. I like it. I like it. He was like, what? And I said, please, Kevin, for fuck's sake. Like, (laughs) like everything is happening right now. There, I don't need you to talk to me. Just go wait on the street for American Furniture Warehouse, please. Yeah. So, um, EMS come in, his vitals were like fucked. I bet. His blood pressure really low. Really, blood pressure is really, really low. Um, he was like pale white and like getting a little green. Um, he had nothing in his stomach, but was still vomiting yeah. um, and had inc- like insane dizziness where he he later described it as like everything being sideways. Oh, wow. And so they decided to transport him, which was pretty scary. And so yeah. we we both went to the hospital, um, Ariane and I, and uh, he had to wait in the like emergency room waiting room for just over an hour, which was gnarly yeah. because he just was vomiting and vomiting and vomiting and like mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't see and was just like I don't know what's happening and 
finally, um, we make our way, um, into a room and get checked in and, uh, he gets two, two IV bags for, yeah, I figured he was just dehydrated. Yeah. And then, um, the doctors were like, the only thing that we can describe, like everything else looks normal. Your vitals are back. Like you're, you know, we, they gave him anti-dizziness and anti-nausea medication and they said something that it could be is like extreme vertigo or Mm -hmm. extreme like inner ear, um, infection or imbalance or something like that. Um, and it was not the answer that we were looking for, but also it was like, like, I'm glad that he, he made it and it, you know, yeah. it was fine. And it wasn't like my first, my little trauma brain thought he, his AVM burst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's, he's having an aneurysm. Like, yeah. Especially I, the my, whole, how everything's sideways thing. I was like, and you know, a 30 year old, 35 year old man just randomly kind of like experiencing this out of nowhere. Like yeah. I, I've, I've had friends who have died that way. Like, uh-huh. It was really scary to see Yeah, I think that's that how uh, Anthony Vio died. Or I don't know mm-hmm. if it was an aneurysm. I think it was something to do with his heart. But yeah, he was yeah. really dizzy, started puking, and then died. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It no, was it was like a whole, it was a whole scary, scary situation. And so um, that is my trauma or drama. And what brings us, I think, to our topic. Yeah, so uh, that was crazy I mean, story. I guess, do you want to say, do you want to add more things um, before we go on? But I only wanted to in, add that... Yeah, that's super scary. And it happens like that stuff being an EMT, one of my first calls that I showed up to alone just because of where I was positioned at this event. Um, they, this person was having a heart attack, but they were only dis- they were only dehydrated. Mm. But they were showing signs of a heart attack. They passed out and nurses aren't really trained in like street EMS. So they started Whoa. to do like CPR until like I was like, hold on, like, hold on. I, I woke him up. I was just like, hey. And I, I woke the guy up and he was just dehydrated. But Whoa. he his blood pressure dropped so low when he was sitting upright. It, there wasn't blood going to his brain and he got really dizzy Whoa. and then passed out. So when people get dizzy, they also get they can get really nauseous and then start to puke. So that's yeah. why I thought maybe he was hopefully just dehydrated because that's yeah. not as severe and it's an easier fix. But it just, it was so gnarly because, thank you for saying that. It was so gnarly because it came out of nowhere. Yeah, like, absolutely. We were, we were mid-conversation. He was, like, getting dressed. We're ready to go do this big activity, like, having a great day. And then all of a sudden, just, like, a... It happens like that. It's so crazy. Just yeah, seconds. Uh, in a heartbeat. Like, your heart will just, it'll, like, a, you know when you're, like, sitting down or lying down and you go to stand up yeah. and you feel that? Yeah. Like, the, the Heath experienced he, the counter, the opposite, where their body didn't catch back up with your head, and you're like, and and experienced it for for hours, for like, hours. You know, that's days weird. and days and days. Like even Is better today, now? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like luckily, moving around, we went on a walk today, doing all that other kind of stuff. But even now, it's like you know he's not a hundred percent, and it's really scary to to like to know that and to you know figure out how to how to support him through that. Yeah, so. I hope he gets better. Thank you. Yeah, I, I hope so too. But well, it's definitely traumatic. I think. Was... <laughs> yeah, hands down yeah. trauma. <laughs> hands down trauma. Okay, so moving into our main topic for today, we're going to be managing crises in a relationship. Yes. So yes. yay, yay. We hate to do um, it, but it happens all the time. Right, and I, I think like that again. That was why I wanted to bring this to, to our discussion today because I was thinking like, there's been so many other times that I've had to manage crises in a relationship but it's I've never necessarily had to support a partner through that kind of like physical crisis of their own I think there's been other things like um like my 
person or my this or my that was experiencing um, trauma or like I'm going through something emotionally, mentally. And I think to have this sort of like physical crises happen with a partner really created a new, um, created something different for me of like, I'm processing things differently. I'm recognizing different, I'm recognizing different triggers. I'm managing a little bit of a different emotions than I would if I was to be like, kind of opened up a new door for you. A little bit, yeah. And I wondered, I wondered if you'd experienced anything like that before. Like, I, I guess I, th- I wanted to ask. I think there is a a point where I stopped thinking for myself and started mm. thinking as a as a unit with my wife. Mm. But I don't know if that's the same thing. Because uh, tell me more. What do you mean? Um, it was actually at our bachelor and bachelorette party. Mm. Um, yeah, you guys were playing the music so loud and singing at the top of your lungs in the living room, Sounds and right. it was miserable. Um, I I couldn't imagine a worse hell than being in that room. It was so bad. I you can I have a hard time with really loud noises, and it was it was so bad. But I I, I I was able to gather all my boys that were there, and I was like, "Hey guys, I know this is terrible, but this is her bachelorette party too. So we have to. Yeah. I don't. If anybody says anything, I'm gonna be so mad. Um, and they, and everybody was on their best behavior. And in that Good. moment, I was like, I think I can do this husband thing, even though there's a lot more to it. But that's really yourself. cool. You've never told me Second. that story. I don't. I don't think I've told anybody that story. Yeah. yeah. I think like when I when I think about you know like you managing different crises, especially with Kayla. Like I think about all the times that you had to come and get us from Encinitas, and <laughs> yeah. all the times that you had to manage all our drunk chaos. Um, yeah, that's crazy uh, shit. <laughs> but also, I think like. Um, like I, I knock on wood, but I'm I'm hoping and like understanding it correctly that there there hasn't necessarily been a like the other person's in danger sort of moment, right? Like life or death danger. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I've I've died almost died a couple times, but that's just mm-hmm. doing like stupid stuff, like uh, mm. you know, not in uh, an actual life or death situation. We had one moment where we were traveling just in like Lake Tahoe or mm. Yosemite, I'm sorry. And mm. We got lost and I, our phones died and I knocked one of our, the only phone that worked in the lake. So we didn't have any like service to use maps. So we had to like figure out how to use an actual map. Mm. Um, and in, in that moment, trying to get through Yosemite in the dark with a paper Damn. map Fuck. in year 2019 Shit. was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And Whoa! Nick. I think yeah, that's a little bit life or death. I you know I, could I say. would say that that is a huge crisis to navigate in a partnership. Tell me yeah. so much more about it. How did so, you handle it? It it was funny. So I had I had T-Mobile at the time. She had Verizon. My phone just didn't work because of the service. <laughs> like there's just Fucking no service up there. T-Mobile. So as we're admiring this lake, I accidentally knock her phone into the lake. Like <laughs> just a class. Like my hands go up. Wow, it's so pretty. And boom, phone was in the lake. Um, her phone is shot and. What had happened was I had entered Yosemite on the other side. I thought I was entering on one Ah. side and I entered on the other side. So we were staying at a house where I thought we were going to exit Yosemite. So I messed up. Uh, We exited on the wrong side and I had to just pull over and knock on doors. Like, hey, I am lost. I need help. So basically what I did was I called the people who I was staying with because my phone worked. So I had their number. So I called Mm -hmm. it on the people's phone who I'm asking for help. Mm -hmm. And... I'm like, hey, I need I need step by step directions. I'm in this town. What do I do? So he would he kind of listed them out, and I'm looking at the map, and I'm like, okay, cool, I got it. So I took the map wow. with me. I had the notes written on my phone, 
and this whole time Kayla doesn't know what's going on yet. All I but she's in the car still because I didn't know what I was walking into this back alley backwoods farmhouse. I didn't want to get like her shot or something. I don't know. So I go back and I just get back on the road and go back the way we came. And she's just like, we went the wrong way. And I'm like, yeah. And she didn't say another word the whole time until we got to where we got to. And she just thanked me. And that was actually one of the moments where I was like, oh, I think I think we're going to work out. Wow. Yeah. So she was just quiet and supportive. That was how we dealt with that crisis. But I so it's like I dealt with the crisis. Yeah. But I, I just needed like a someone strong and supportive just with me and like having my back while I do it. So interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's so, okay. So, and, and do you think that like, that's the continual dynamic? Like, do you think that's the way that you all would continue to navigate crises is like quietly support one another while one takes lead and navigates the crisis? Yeah, I think so. I think if you have too many people um, at the helm, mm. you're going to kind of run into an iceberg. So <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of another one. I guess, yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, when we had all those friendships, again, we mm. weren't in life or death, but that's definitely a crisis. It's mm. pretty much almost half your friend group, you know, kind of walking away from you. So mm. having those again, yeah, just one person's handling it. And then like, I would, it was again, it was, I guess it was me like, Hey girls, like this can't mm. happen anymore. If it does, we're done. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're done. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Otherwise, if there's stuff that happens in the moment, we have each other's backs no matter what in the moment and then we'll discuss stuff. So there are times where what I say is there's no, it's not a debate. What I'm, I'm actually, I'm telling you, I'm giving you an order. This is what you're doing right now in this moment. Don't question me, just do it. And then we'll talk about it after. Here's why I did this. Mm. And so there's no issue and we look like a solid team in the moment. And that that's something that's important to you to be able to be like, this is what's happening like yeah. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a choice and we'll talk about it later. Yeah, like that. I'm making okay. an executive decision, um, and like mm-hmm. I guess that I'm making an executive decision. And when someone says that, we we there's no arguing. Okay, this is what we're doing. So mm-hmm. it's happened on other travels, like in uh, abroad and in China. Just hey, we're going down this road right now. Like, yeah. Okay, we go right. I'll I what happened? I saw something that looked a little bit unsafe ahead, and we didn't have time to debate. I didn't want to cause a scene. Yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah, just yeah, do yeah. What, I'm, what I say. So. Other stuff like well, that's yeah. happened at like family gatherings and it's been vice absolutely. versa. So. No, absolutely. And I think there's a difference between, or what I'm hearing you say, is there's a difference between like proactive, like protection, right? Like proactive mm-hmm. choice ma- or decision making to protect you and your partner. And then like we are in the, we are in fight, flight or freeze. What yeah. happens? And I, I think um, I'm hearing you say like pretty much the same sorts of things for both. Like, we, we one person takes charge and then the other quietly supports the other and yeah. then we talk about it and like debrief afterwards I yeah think, i think that I, th- I mean that sounds that sounds yeah. right especially if like one the other person is experiencing the pain the harm that's the, that's when right? it's perfect so right, an right, easier right, right, right. example of this and we practice it a lot when we were traveling kayla you're gonna plan a b and c and mm. i will get us from a to be, to see. To see, cool. Yeah, so I don't have to worry about any planning or organizing, and she doesn't have to worry about any of the travel. travel. So my brain gets a chance to turn off while she's doing her thing, and then her Very brain gets a chance cool. to turn off. So that keeps one of us always fresh, and I thought that mm. was like key to survival. Like, Because there was That's one time- really cool. There was one time where, again, I fucked up, and I didn't know where the hostel was, and my brain was starting to get weak, and she was able to take over 
because she had been resting for the past like yeah. five or six hours when I was on trying to get us somewhere and I just ran out Absolutely. of gas. Absolutely. So. I think like, I think that's so much too part of like when I noticed in my last relationship, like what was going to work and what wasn't was like, I never had a chance to turn my brain off. Yeah. I never had a chance to be like, can you take the reins on this? Yeah. Because anytime I did, that was impossible. And so yeah. I think that's so valid and so important. And I want to add a diff, totally different like curveball into yeah. this conversation because yesterday or yesterday uh, on Saturday when um, me and Zach and Arianne were managing that crisis, we yeah. kept Arianne and I kept saying to each other, thank God we're three. Like, yeah, thank God we are three because I agree with there, that, yeah. th- there was a moment where I, Arianne was able to like support Zach while he was vomiting and then I was able to step away and make phone calls and yeah. I was able to call 911 I was able to um put the dogs away I was able to coordinate with Kevin about the fucking couch like I was able to do yeah. the like and like to to each of us those are those are our strengths right like mm-hmm. doing that supportive intervention me doing the organizing managing like decision making stuff um and like that felt that felt really cool and I've never experienced that sort of like three dynamic yeah, that's really in, a, cool. in a crisis, right? Like I, I found myself being like, whoa, thank God. And there are so many times where I was able to just kind of sit back and put my hands up and be like, yeah. yep, I, I need a break. Like I yeah. need some adult. And there's enough bodies, enough brains and enough energy to like transition and trust through that and trust. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Like, uh-huh. you know, it was, it was really special one to be able to think like, I'm a part of this. I have to be able to be here to make decisions. I'm yeah. I'm like, I'm fucking in it. And the other part that's like, and I trust that like, you know, Zach and Ariana have been together for seven years and that they know how to manage each other. So I yeah. get a lot of, or not manage each other. That's incorrect. They know how to support each other in a stressful situation. Um, and I'm able to learn and I'm able to like bring my skills in where they're needed. And yeah, like, absolutely. Oh, it was so cool. It, I've never experienced so cool. any. I've never experienced anything like that before. Yeah, and it kind of makes you think, like, okay, yeah, we could, if it, you know, if this game of life, you know, we could win. Yeah. You know what I mean, like that's fuck yeah, we could win together. Three, three incomes, yeah. three support systems or two yeah. support systems. Like, it's why has awesome. anything ever been done with two? I say, I've I been saying to myself lately, like, when did sex ever have two? Like, yeah. it's always supposed to have three. I think. Yeah, I think so. Makes sense. <laughs> You got three holes. So. Exactly. It makes a lot of sense. Come on. Um, so I think, but the other, the, so that was like my first part of what I wanted yeah. to say about managing crisis is like, thank God I was three in this moment. And like I had mentioned is this sort of like opened up a whole new something for me. Like the only time I've ever called 911 for a partner in other spaces or like in other relationships was when I was dating uh, Austin Avalos in high school. And uh, I don't think I knew you back then. He got he got too high. Fuck. <laughs> passed out. And was he just was he sleeping or? No, he, <laughs> he was just went awake. to bed because he got too high. He got too, was, high, he got too like, high. Yeah, he got too high and he passed out and he was like sort of coming to and he was like I need help and I was like okay. <laughs> so that was it is crazy. when you come to yeah so <laughs> yeah. just stay asleep. <laughs> so but i mean fuck i was 16 and then you know uh-huh. a few weeks a few weeks after that called 911 for my mom wh- who overdosed you know like it's it was a normal occurrence yeah. in that part of my life to call 911 i'd be like it's kaylee again yeah hey, hey it's me oh hey. what's up kaylee 
can you come back to my street, please? I know <laughs> I'm all right, but everything's yeah. fucking falling apart around me. Um, and so to be in this space and to, you know, to manage a crisis in the moment like that for a partner felt very, um, very scary, very nerve wracking, but also like, what would I have done if I didn't have the crisis response training that I have now? Or what what would I have done if I didn't have um, the ability to regulate my emotions in a different way? Um, But it it definitely opened this new, like, whoa, like actual people that I love and care for are experiencing (laughs) such harm. Like how, what do I, what do I do? I I haven't done this. Yeah. But it seems like it, it it turned into, you know, what are we going to do about it? Which I think is the difference definitely your past relationship and you know, this one going forward. And I think if you were to compare it to like what I've, what I've been trying to like say, like the, the tribe or like, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the, the King. And it's like in those moments for me, that's when I get to, to do that. And it's like, I Mm -hmm. uh, anticipate or assume that everybody who I'm saying all this stuff to will listen and play Mm -hmm. their part. And if they do, we're going to be successful. If you don't, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to make it. So Mm. it's, that's kind of like how I look at it. And I think it would be easier with more than one person, especially now that you've kind of opened up my eyes to the idea that it could be with someone who you don't have any romantic or sexual feelings for. Absolutely. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like it's really, it's really, really interesting um, to, to be experiencing this in this way. And I think, you said it so perfectly that I, I feel, I think I said this yesterday too, or I paraphrase what you had said yesterday is that I feel so devastated that we all had to experience this together and like the trauma that comes with that mm-hmm. and our trauma responses to these situations. But I feel so grateful that I was able to survive and experience this with them, you know, like yeah. it's that, it's that other side of, trauma bonding it's that other side of like shared trauma experiences and i got to learn that i trust and that i can Mm -hmm. support and that i can be that person in this relationship yeah like it was really it was a the experience made me think like yep we're we're gonna keep going like yeah no i know you guys can then basically handle anything that gets thrown at you Mm -hmm. yep it's an incredible bonding and like you know you don't really know if you and someone else are going to work out or a group of people are going to work out until your back is against the wall. and like Absolutely. Whoa, I wonder, no. I wonder if we should have added crisis management to our deal breakers and red flags. Yeah, maybe. Right. You like, got to be I able to it, handle your shit. And I, if, and especially around trauma magnets, like you yeah. and I, if you don't have the ability Dude, to be crazy. like, okay, okay, okay. Then it's not going to, it's not gonna work. Yeah, like, or like pass the flag on to me. Like I can, uh, I can yes. take on, I can take on a lot. But if you're trying, like we had that issue while we were traveling as well with other people mm. who's with us, they couldn't give up control. And it's like I'm not, uh, you know, if I am a control freak now, I wasn't really one back then. Mm. I was more so like I just know how to do this because we've already done it and uh, yeah. we're on a time restriction. Like I need, we need mm-hmm. to go. But they wouldn't let me, first of all, teach them how to do it correctly. Like I was willing mm. to give up the control of being in charge of like where we're going. But here's how to do it. Like, what are you mm. doing? So. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, oh, that is really frustrating. And I think for me, it's the total opposite. I need to be able to give somebody else the flag. I yeah. need to be able to say, okay, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm, taken control for the last year and a half. I need uh-huh. you to like 
do a little something. A little yeah, something. and be like appreciative, and be appreciative when I for the stuff I have done, and like even don't if even you don't see it, like. <laughs> Oh my god, this is not a metaphor. This really happened. We were rafting and I'm on the back steering and the this one bitch is ta- saying like you're not doing anything back there. You're not doing fucking anything. At least we're paddling and I was like, I'm not doing anything. Okay. And I took my paddle out of the water and we just started spinning. Just spinning in circles. And I and until she said something, I was not going to put my paddle back in the water. And it was just like that is so perfect for like everything that we do That's i don't know like so i think that like kayla does stuff like if i i don't notice until something isn't done and then i'm like oh wow this gets done all yeah. the time without me knowing. yeah but, really good i love it yeah. so much it has a really oh good metaphor gosh. but it, it's not a metaphor that actually happens that's a good there's a good topic what else what else do you want to talk about with it um i think i wonder i want to talk about like I want to, I just want to add one more layer to it and then I think we can, we can move yeah. forward if we want to, um, is like, do, do you think that managing crises in relationships is different for trauma survivors, is different for people who have survived like different types of trauma than those that haven't or that don't have skills in crisis management? Like, I, I wonder. Yeah. I mean, this definitely goes, that... it's going to be going into my deep cut and hard truth. So I'm going to try, I'm mm. going to make sure I don't say it because I do want to okay. save it, but okay. Um, I think my, I can only talk about from my personal experience, my personal threshold for what is a crisis, I think is higher than mm. a person without a traumatic past. Well said, Nick. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Whoa. So because of that, <laughs> things aren't dramatic or they're not traumatic or it's not a crisis. This, is a, this yeah. isn't life or death, especially after like witnessing life or death stuff. It's like my... Mm. It's just like ah, this isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, right? your your like your tolerance is too high. You've been tolerance like, is too high. Yeah, you've and, it's like you've smoked every day for the past week. <laughs> Next week yeah. you have to smoke twice a, a day. A little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I really noticed that. Um, and it was actually with my wife and some other friends and mm. coworkers. Like when COVID happened, they're like, mm. "I'm so anxious," and I was like, "Yeah, what do you like?" They couldn't. Then they just shut down. It's like, dude, I've been living with anxiety half my life. Welcome to my everyday. Yeah. Like I finally, when COVID happened, I was able to relax and like look inward because mm. the world slowed down around me. But like, Jeez. crazy stuff. Dude. I Does think that answer your question? It does. It does answer my question because I, I felt the same way that I, I do have really great crisis management skills because of the life that I have survived and yeah. because of my like training. So I think you have, you and I have such similar, yeah. such different backgrounds in that way. Like both survived really gnarly traumas and both had really gnarly training for yeah. crisis intervention and crisis like, management. Totally to different point, types, right? No, like, no, you're right. Like to the point mm-hmm. where a lot of mine was, because you asked me like, okay, how do you take your emotion off the table, you know, mm. et cetera. So we, I would have to do something very, very physical. Um, so I'm heavy breathing, my heart is racing. And then they make you do something very like minuscule with your hands. Mm-hmm. And it's working on those, those uh, I forgot what they're called, like micro movements. It, mm. your dexterity for mm. people who can't cope with stress um or stressful situations their fingers like stop working when they're trying to do something because they're mm. they can't focus so they work you up work you work you and then ask you to do something like really really small and tiny with your hands and if you can't do it you don't pass and you can't do the job wow so like uh, stuff like that i thought was really cool that is really really cool wow no and mine is like training on how to have two hour long counseling sessions with someone yeah, who's, yeah, yeah. you know, survived 
an assault or survived um, or have, you know, suicidal ideation thoughts or, you know, things like that. But um, I think so different in so many ways. But, like, I would never – like, in the hospital when there was vomit involved, I was like, I have to step away. Like, I'm not – I'm not – Right, so I'm still – yeah. But the – emotional intervention conversations the the emotional support i'm like put me in the front row right yeah yeah, tell me how you feel vomit it's gonna it's gotta be somewhere else (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. no i hear you i hear you i got um, a little bit more training i feel like just the physical aspect of it like Mm. i've had to go on scene before and it's a dark nightclub and i'm like can we turn on some fucking lights there's gun on the floor and it's like what the fuck and i've got to like just muscle memory pick up the gun and like clear it so like empty the chamber and Jesus. like take the magazine out but i did that like muscle memory and i'm because i'm still like doing my scene size of like all this other stuff with their airways uh-huh. and stuff so it was a lot but i don't think i'd be ready to sit down with someone and talk <laughs> about their feelings for two hours don't want yeah. to do that yeah <laughs> makes i mean it makes sense I, that to each their own but i think yeah. that brings me to my roundabout point is like you know if we have these skills in crisis management like if we're in a relationship, it sounds like we also need someone who has different skills in crisis management because without that, how do you pass the flag? You know, without that, yeah. how, how do you relinquish control and how do you take control with a partner, yeah. especially when if it's a new relationship, especially if it's a relationship that's maybe um, like a little bit rocky, maybe if yeah. it's a, a relation, a rela- you know, like there's so many different phases and flows of relationships and crises never comes at a good time. Like, yeah, I, I remember Kayla always tells me the best advice I used to ever give her was like, there's never a good time for a breakup. There's never a good yeah. time for, there's never a good time for a crisis. There's always going to be a Christmas or a birthday or a fucking trip or whatever planned. Like you have to do what's best for you in the moment always. And yeah, I like that. Um, it's good. Yeah. So I, I wonder if you have to have, like mind or uh, similar crisis management experiences to be able good to question. make that work. But I also know that in other episodes I've said having similar traumas is hard emotionally in relationships. So I don't know. It's a, it's a perfect balance. And I say again, that's why we are three. Yeah. <laughs> because no, yeah, like it is that. more shared experience and different shared experiences. Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, and then this yeah. does bring me into the deep cut in our truth. So, it is in order to have self-control, you need skills in self-regulation. Does that make sense? In order to have self-control, we need to have skills in self-regulation. Yeah. So I will kind of define it a little bit. So self-control is getting to a point of, I like I like the word bliss or peace, mm-hmm. uh, calm. Um, I think, uh, I, so I learned this in my, through my student teaching credential and stuff because these students are so overwhelmed with with stuff, they're just not calm. So they have a hard time reaching self-control and they're not taught how to self-regulate. So mm. for me, like adults, like I see adults have anger issues and stuff and they can't reach a place of calm. They don't have self-control because they don't know how to self-regulate. Huh. So self-regulation is the ability to manage your emotions and behavior in accordance with the demands of the situation. It's a set of skills that enables children as they mature to direct mm. their own behavior towards a goal despite the unpredictability of the world and our own feelings. Um, so exactly what we're talking about. You're in a stressful situation. Yeah. If you don't have s- certain skills, for example, self-awareness, persistence, adaptability, optimism, mm. uh, meditation, exercise, just kind of those like normal skills that we take for granted um, that we had to learn to survive, yeah. I think are crucial in the moments that we were just talking about. Wow. I agree. I agree completely. And I think there are so many different 
types of experiences that can give us those skills. Absolutely. But it also so many. Oh my god. Yeah. It reminds me of uh I think I've brought this up so many different times, but like so Erickson's psychosocial stages of development and You have to remind me Yeah. It's a it's a different sort of stage of development that um let me try that again. They there are different stages of development and at each stage you either acquire a skill or you don't. Gotcha. And being able to either acquire that skill or not acquiring that skill gives you a certain trait or aspect of, of like your personality or your, your life. So like the very first stage is zero to one years old and it is trust or mistrust. Gotcha. So either you develop trust or you have trust issues. Gotcha. Um, and then there's everything from like intimacy or isolation um, or like agency, which is like independence or, um, I forget the other, it's like whatever the term for like not being independent mm-hmm. is. Um, uh, I think it's stagnation or something like that. So there's gotcha. all these different sorts of stages. And I think it's so true that different experiences or different challenges bring you to this moment of like, what skill am I going to acquire? How am I going to yeah. be able to like move this through other parts of my life? Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's so important yeah. for the social and emotional development which is why i'm really excited about my career in education because i just i love this stuff it's so yes cool. <laughs> yes ah it's so exciting wow i mean that's all i've got to say cool that's all i am too what a great episode i love yeah. you nick love you too follow us at trauma drama podcast on instagram and tiktok to see show updates video highlights and much more and dm us for topic suggestions corrections worries concerns love and hate rate review and subscribe we upload episodes every Monday and Friday. Tune in for more.